Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, fitness, wellness trends, food, how celebrities get results. I also review other podcasts on these topics. On this show, I like to discuss details and the reality of trying to find balance in a world full of extremes. All right, let's get into the show. Okay, but before we get into the show, I did want to talk to you about our sponsor, which is a trusted nutrition program focused on healthy aging and longevity. It's called Prolon for promoting longevity, and it helps maintain health, energy, clarity, weight, and performance while supporting healthy aging and rejuvenation of cells. As all of you know who have been listening to me for a while, I am all about slowing down the aging process and increasing longevity, and that starts with what you're consuming on a regular basis. So their main product is the Prolon 5-Day Nutrition. And what this does is it feeds the body with clean, premium ingredients while providing the rejuvenation benefits of fasting. So I'm going to be doing a review on this in just a second. Um, I just finished the 5-Day not too long ago, and I wanted to give a, a real full, detailed review on it. Uh, the Prolon system allows you to eat for 5 days, and your metabolism and cells think you're fasting. It's the number one doctor-recommended fasting nutrition program based on 20 years of research, and it was developed at the Longevity Institute of the University of Southern California. In human studies, Prolon showed to reduce biological age as well as risk factors for health conditions. It's a great body and spiritual reset that combines plant-based nutrition with spirituality and rejuvenation. Fasting is common in all divine religions and major meditation schools, and now science has uncovered now that there are major benefits of this practice. So you can check out Prolon's nutrition products and pro and program and subscribe to the Prolon five day. Uh, they also have the one day reset and all kinds of other products, but they do recommend that you do the five day program three times a year. So you can go to prolonlife.com. You can also go to the link in my Instagram bio or in the show notes, and you can click on that link to access their website, which is prolonlife.com. And you can use code Veronica20 for 20% off your order of Prolon products at checkout. That's Veronica20. I'm going to be ordering another kit soon. Chad told me, my boyfriend told me that he'd do it with me, so I'll be doing that very soon. And so uh, stay tuned for my detailed review of my experience doing the five-day Prolon. All right, everyone. So let's get into the episode. First, I'm going to get into my regular segments. And in a few minutes, I'm going to be finishing my review of Netflix's uh, documentary, which was all about the Blue Zones and the secrets of the Blue Zones and, you know, centarians, those people that live past 100 and how there's certain uh, areas in the world that are considered those blue zones where pe people have that increased longevity. And I thought it would be a, a nice fitting follow-up to my Prolon uh, review, which is all about 
promoting longevity. So I'll be doing that. I'll be doing a little snippet from the uh, Skinny Confidential podcast when they had the CEO of Weight Watchers on there. She had some really interesting things to say. She also randomly mentioned the Blue Zones. So I'll be doing that after my regular segments. Uh, First, let's get into my mental health check-in. So this has been a bit of an anxious week. Uh, I did have some alcohol last weekend. So just kind of you know, cleansing from that a little bit. And we're getting closer and closer to uh, opening our business in Boston. So uh, that's going to be a huge challenge. And uh, we did, uh, you know, submit for our final inspection. And so it's just crunch time. I'm just working around the clock, just finishing all the last procedures and all of that good stuff. So it's it's coming down to the wire and I'm just trying to push off all these anxious thoughts of perfectionism and, you know, what if this happens? What if this happens? I'm like, well, what if the best happens, Veronica? Stop thinking doom and gloom, right? So I think it's just, you know, getting that mindset into focusing on gratitude, you know, ending perfectionism and all of those thoughts about, you know, what if something goes wrong? Because, you know, I just read my little daily stoic book today that always gets my mind uh, straightened out. And it was all about just acceptance of whatever comes and and not only just acceptance, but gratitude for whatever comes, because whatever comes your way, it's often leading to, you know, what's what you're really meant for. So, so come what may, I will handle it and all will be good. So I hope all of you had some good mental health this week yourselves. I also wanted to do a quick diet culture media moment. I just came across this last night on Instagram and I thought it was interesting. Uh, there is a, a kind of a food blogger who's grown really famous on Instagram. Her name's, well, she goes by Half-Baked Harvest. And if you follow her Instagram, she has the most delicious looking recipes out there. I'm always saving her recipes. I don't think I've ever made one of them, but I'm always like, oh, I want to try that. Oh, I want to try that. Oh, that looks amazing. And she just seems like this very sweet girl who is really passionate about what she does and uh, she's just grown into this phenom. You know, she has millions and millions of followers. Her recipes are all over the map. You know, it's not just one type of cuisine. And um, and she's just, you know, she has a recipe book out now. And, you know, you can just tell she's getting bigger and bigger and more and more successful. And And apparently she's someone that suffers with a lot of anxiety as a lot of us do in today's world. And, you know, as we're all looking inward at our own mental health, apparently she is also someone that struggles a lot with um, anxiety. And, and, you know, when you're in the public eye, you face a lot of criticism. You know, I, I've, I've, just even my small following, I've I've faced, you know, criticism for putting stuff out there, putting myself out there on Instagram. My sister has. I mean, my sister has, you know, she's become quite the influencer and she's gotten criticism over her looks. And it just happens to basically anyone in media, no matter what you look like, you're going to get criticism. And I think some people have a tougher skin than others. I think a lot of people that 
aren't necessarily their job isn't necessarily meant to be forward facing, like people that are in the kitchen or, you know, doing what they love, you know, kind of behind the scenes and just cooking. So she's faced a lot of scrutiny for being too thin. And, you know, a lot of people are saying she has an eating disorder and, um, and, you know, she cooks very decadent things. You know, it's not like diet food. It's not, you know, you know, quote unquote clean, you know, it, it, certainly there's nut- nutrient density, you know, qualities to her food because she uses a lot of whole foods. But, you know, she uses, you know, a lot of cream, butter and all the sugars and, you know, she makes delicious, indulgent food a lot of times. So, um, so, you know, you think if she was eating that, she would not necessarily, you know, I think a lot of people that eat decadent, indulgent food are also at a societally approved body weight. And, you know, I think there's, you know, the, the barefoot contestants of the world who are in larger body sizes and are food influencers. And then there's the Giada de Laurentiis who are in a very, you know, a smaller body, but also are very passionate about food and cook and put themselves out there. And, and so again, as we see, there's all kinds of different body types. And a lot of times it's not based on, you know, exactly what you eat or how you cook. And so this girl in particular is, you know, really thin and, and she does look like she's, you know, she, you know, could utilize, you know, more, you know, maybe a higher caloric meal, overall eating profile for the day. I'm trying to be, you know, very appropriate about how I'm saying this because she, she, she is very thin, but, um, you know, that's not to say that she's not healthy and she relates that to anxiety, to forgetting to eat, to forgetting to sleep. And so, you know, who knows? I mean, this is a very personal journey for her and I think that, you know, she is someone who, um, you know, I, I think a lot of us, when we've been at our most anxious moments, I know when I've had difficulties in my life and I've been really anxious and worried, I do lose weight. You know, a lot of people, when they're facing their most difficult challenges in life and are going through a lot, are sometimes losing weight. And even though they're going through a tough time, you know, they're getting all these positive messages from people in society. And this girl's like, stop comment on, commenting on my weight. Stop com- commenting on my body. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to put out delicious food. And she's really sick of it. She hates the fact that this is, you know, commentary. She's like, if I was in a larger body, you guys would be fine. But because I'm thin, and I don't necessarily think that's true. I think no matter what she looks like, because she's, you know, a food influencer, regardless of whether she was in a larger body or a thinner body, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get things said about you when you're putting yourself out there. So I definitely can see how anxiety can lead to something like that. And then there's also stories of people that do have eating disorders that are constantly trying to feed other people more indulgent food. So it could be, it could be any of those above. It's not necessarily up to us to judge. Um, we talk about stuff like this on this show. So I, I wanted to comment on it. Um, but you know, I think she looks great. I think that again, we are in a time where it's not appropriate to comment on people's looks and, and body types and body sizes. 
Uh, but the reality is we all do and we're all judgmental people and we all are curious about people's eating habits. At least I am. I mean, that's that's why I'm diet obsessed and it's not diet to get skinny obsessed. It's just what people are eating obsessed. And and Half-Baked Harvest has the most delicious food out there. And I hope she eats her own delicious food. I mean, that would be such a shame if she didn't eat her own food that she cooks so well. So anyway, wishing her the best. Uh, and I hope that she is, you know, healthy and not struggling. But um, she is wildly successful. And if you're uh, want to see amazing recipes and follow her, you can check her out at Half-Baked Harvest. Um, so anyway, that was the diet culture media moment of the day. All right, now let's get into my healthy habits of the week. And in this, I'm going to be including my Prolon review. So, so this has been a very healthy week. I mean, we did have Halloween and I figured that we would have some sort of Halloween candy in the house, even though I don't necessarily go out and buy it. Chad always does. Um, but that was overall my, my nutrition has been good this week. I've been getting a lot of protein in. I'm kind of back after doing Prolon. I did go back to trying to incorporate, you know, I'm trying to get as close to a hundred grams of protein per day as I can. Um, while maintaining a good balance of plant-based protein and animal protein. And, and, you know, Prolon was all, you know, plant-based protein. And, you know, it, so here's my breakdown of my, my Prolon experience. So first of all, the why behind why I did it. Well, first of all, I started out kind of influenced by other influencers doing it. You know, a lot of people that I know and trust on Instagram that are, you know, very, you know, quote unquote, clean eaters, people that eat, you know, with a high nutrition level, were doing this and, and talking about it and talking about how good it was for skin rejuvenation or cell rejuvenation and longevity. And I was like, oh, well, it looks like, you know, a, not much food. And, you know, that seems like torture. You know, some of these girls work out a lot and, you know, I'm like, well, how are you going to bed with only eating that soup at night? You know, I, and I was like, I don't know if I could ever do this. And then I had the CEO, Dr. Joseph Antoon on, and he dove into the science of it all. And I've talked to many physicians in my own personal life and, you know, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and, of course, Dr. Antoon, who's very world-renowned. And the science is there. The science is there on fasting. And, you know, for me, being all about anti-aging and living a, a disease-free life and, you know, trying to uh, live the healthiest life possible... I'm very interested in in anti-aging measures and what you can do through just simple nutrition, right? I spend all this money on Botox and all the, these, you know, I'm so, you know, careful about sunscreen and all these things. And I absolutely believe that what you put into your body matters and, and can promote, you know, the glowing skin that you want to have. 
I mean, that's why I, I was doing my superfood smoothie so consistently for now over a decade. And I really feel like that consistency of all those nutrients and good fats and antioxidants has helped me fight free radicals in the air over the past decade. And I think that's helped my skin tone and, and my skin clarity and all of these things. Like I, I really do feel like nourishing from within is so important. I also believe fundamentally that not all restriction is bad. I think that there's a huge debate out there. There's, and of course, there's different perspectives, right? There's all the people that are trying to help people with eating disorders. And that's a, that's a very important group of people that have to really make all food okay. And they're the dietitians on Instagram that are constantly eating the the processed sugar and eating the Reese's peanut butter cup and being like, this is okay. This, you know, it's, you know, all food is okay. And so I get that perspective and why it's really important to show that, that side. Um, and, and I think that there are people out there who even the thought of restriction or, you know, not being able to eat real foods or having to cut out certain food groups, it sends them spiraling in the opposite direction into binge town. And quite honestly, I was worried about that happening to me. I, I mean, I wasn't worried about, like, I feel like overall I have, I have some, when I set my mind to do something, I'm pretty good at following through and hitting that goal. Now, that doesn't make me better than anyone else that 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 struggles reaching a certain goal nutritionally. Like there's people out there that will run a marathon. I can't run a marathon. I are, I'm sure I could if I really wanted to, but my body is not built for for that type of endurance and I'm not going to I'm not going to try it. You know, and I think there's some people that would look at this prolon system and be like this is not for me. And I agree. I think that I don't think it's for everybody. I think there are some people with a certain you know, that grew up with tons of restriction or grew up with certain types of parents and messages. And, and, and Prolon might not be the right thing for them, especially people that have had eating disorders, people that are underweight, right? Like I grew up celebrating food. And for me, it's always a battle of just ensuring that I, I do have a balance of high nutrition with the indulgent stuff. But for me, I do like a nutrition challenge. I just do. You know, like I'm the person that did the 130 grams of animal protein to see if I could do it. And 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 quite honestly, a lot of the 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 kind of nutrition challenges or goals I've tried to do have involved animal protein, right? Like, you know, that that 3-day reset that we used to do back in the day called the juice. You know, I've talked about that when I used to be in the weight loss industry. That was three days of as much lean animal protein as you wanted and 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 as many raw green vegetables. And that was always torture for me. I mean, I remembered I would be like mean towards the end of that and ravenous and and very unsatisfied because I'm not someone who I don't want to just eat animal protein. Like it's just, it's kind of torture for me. So, I mean, I do want animal protein in my overall diet and daily intake of food, but it, it needs to have a balance of other sources of food, vegetables, fruits. You know, I like a well-balanced diet. 
you know, that's a little, that's higher on plant-based foods and proteins over animal-based, but a nice balance of all of it. So, so I will say this was the, this was opposite as far as not having any animal protein. It was all plant-based, but I also think that that's part of why I was able to stick to it for five days because that was also what I was worried about. I'm like, five days. I'm like, to me, that's like not having anything outside of that was, I was like, wow, can I do that for five days in a row? I mean, I used to struggle with that third day of the juice. You know, I would struggle getting through that third day. And I'm like, two extra days on top of that. And for those of you, again, that had listened to my review of my one day reset, I had done that reset after completely binging on junk food on donuts and sugar. And I I just doing this five day, I wanted to, I wanted to really challenge myself. I wanted to do it over a weekend to, I don't know, I kind of wanted to to test my self-control. I wanted to, I also didn't want to do, you know, do the Monday through Friday thing, then go back to my normal pattern of, out of control eating on the weekend. You know, I don't want to, you know, have this high nutrition program that I'm, you know, do a great job finishing and then I'm going in to drink alcohol the next day and eat pizza. So I did want to, I started on a Wednesday and the Monday and Tuesday before I started on that Wednesday were, were, were pretty healthy. I finished all the vegetables and chicken and fruit that I had in the house. So I wasn't tempted just to eat, you know, any of that stuff. And I didn't want any of it to go bad. So I spent that Monday and Tuesday just eating high nutrient dense whole foods that I just wasn't going to be able to eat on Prolon. And, and just kind of like got my mindset set that this whole next week, I was not going to like, as I near the weekend, I'm kind of planning on on a regular weekend. I'm planning deliciousness. I'm like, ooh, what am I going to eat? You know, and it's and it was a whole different mindset of, okay, well, what am I going to look forward to this weekend? And what I look what I did was I did a lot of self care. I was like, okay, I'm going to do go do a red light sauna. I'm going to work out a lot. I'm going to be super productive. I'm going to get this done and this done and this. I had I had like a whole agenda all, like built out on my weekend. I'm going to you know watch a movie and really enjoy that movie and be very like you know present for that movie and just all all of these things. I was I was really again a different mindset of like what I was going to look forward to um, besides indulgent food. So so anyway, so I went into it excited, nervous, you know, and I really wanted to see the full result of it. And so I wanted to, I, I did, and I, I mean, I'm trying not to be the perfectionist, but I did want to do it perfectly. I wanted to follow it to a T. I wanted to take all the supplements. I wanted to, you know, now the one thing, so they, they send you this five-day kit and it's really cool. I have to say, like, for for people like me, 
and again, this, this might not be good for everybody, but for people like me, it was like really cool to have all your five, this is it. This is what you get for five days. <laughs> That's it. And so each day you get to open up a little package and it's kind of cool. You're like, Ooh, what am I going to get today? And it's, it's kind of fun. It's almost like a little present each morning, you know, that you get to open and check out all these packages of different flavors and combinations and, and overall, it's 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 basically comes down to the the following foods. Okay, so it is um, it's it was these it was a bunch of soups and and different types of of soups. There was like a red pepper and lentil. There was a green pea and chive. Um, there was like a chicken soup and a tomato soup. And so some of them I liked better than others. But um, they gave you some nut bars, they gave you tea, they gave you this thing that you would dump, it was interesting, it's called an L drink, and it was this proprietary glycerol mix. And I, I googled some of the ingredients of it, and it was this, and it showed the science of how and I'm, you know, again, I'm not going to do a great job explaining this because I'm not a doctor, but it, it kind of showed how it can like connect to fat molecules and, and get rid of them out of the system. So I was like, oh, okay. So there's real science here. I was like looking at all these things they gave you. So you would basically, based on your weight, you would pour some of this L drink into 32 ounces of water and you would sip that throughout the day. And I think that helped with like um, losing fat and that type of thing. Uh, they gave you some supplements. They gave you this like little chocolate square with crispies in it, um, kale crackers, these green Italian olives with herbs that were delicious. And so you didn't get all of that food every single day. Each day there was a combination of those foods. And so you'd basically open up your day the things that were pretty consistent were you'd always get soup. You'd always get you after day two or something, you always got this L drink. Um, but you, they would, and you'd always get one of those nut bars, but they would cycle off whether you'd got olives or whether you got crackers. Sometimes you wouldn't get that little chocolate square. So it always, you know, you, it, it would change it up each day. There'd be different flavors of soups in there. They'd put different tea, flavors of tea in there. There was like a mint tea and a lemon tea and a hibiscus tea. And so, you know, all very clean plant-based foods. And I don't know, it was kind of exciting to like look and see what you're going to get that day. Um, and so, so each day, it's interesting, each box has this different kind of like scientific focus on what was going to be happening in your body that day, which again, I really like that. I like the, that you're learning about the science of what's happening in your body while you're doing it. You know, and so day one was all about transforming to a fasting state. It was all about cellular preparation and fat burning. And you you got the most amount of food that day. Um, Dr. Antoon was also saying it, you know, day one is about probably like 1,100 calories. And I think the, the rest of the days, it's like anywhere from like between like 
around somewhere around eight, eight, eight hundred, eight fifty. I think the very last day is the the least amount of calories. I think that was like closer to the eight hundred. Um, but so so day one they give you the most amount of food and. Then day two is all about fat burning and ketogenesis and ketogenesis initiation, which I was excited about. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to go into keto today, which was interesting too, because I, I thought to, to get into keto, I have heard that vegetarians can get into keto, but I, I mean, I think it's probably easier with animal protein, but, um, but I was excited to get into that keto state. And then day three was uh, autophagy and the cleanup state for your cells. It's kind of like your cells cleansing themselves and turning over. Uh, Day four was all about cellular rejuvenation, more fat burning. And then day five was all about renewal and change, cellular renewal. Now, I was you know, I was focused. I was like, I'm doing this. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to go off track, you know, and, and I will say I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't tempted. I wasn't, I didn't have the cravings I thought I would have. I didn't have the mental like turmoil that I thought I would have, you know, Chad overall didn't, eat a ton of crap in front of me. He was, he was pretty, you know, like he'd hide his Chipotle box or whatever when it came. I did see him eating some Cheetos and some candy on Saturday night and it honestly didn't phase me. I was just so focused. Now, I will also say I didn't have a lot of junk in the house. Like I had cleaned out the house. I didn't have, I didn't even have my, my little dark chocolate pieces in the freezer because I just, I did want to set myself up for success. Now, if you have a, you know, a, a partner that brings pizza into the house, I, that would have made me weak. You know, I was, Chad usually has his friends over on Thursday and they're usually drinking and eating whatever. And I'm like, I was like, are your friends coming over tonight? And he was like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, good. Like, I don't want anyone in here. I'm like, I want to be alone. And I didn't do anything that weekend. I mean, I was, I was very boring that weekend. I literally did. I didn't go out because I, I also, I, I didn't feel like I could go out and socialize. I didn't want, I, I mean, if I go out, I would like to have a cocktail. Not that I have to have a cocktail, but I'm like, I'm not going to go out with my girlfriends that are all drinking wine and sit there and drink a club soda with a lime. Like, especially because they're going to be eating appetizers. I mean, that's the really big thing. Like, there's no way I'm going to go out to a restaurant and not eat anything. I mean, when you're doing something like a whole foods focus or you're doing something like that, you can find, you can eat a salad. You can, there's a lot of different choices you can make. But when you're doing this, that's the only drawback. I'm like, I'm not going to go out and just sit at at a restaurant and drink tea or something. Because that would have been like my option, like drink tea or drink water. Um, And I was was asked that weekend on that Saturday to go into the office for, for my, you know, my side hustle job. And I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to be doing my fast. So... I guess if they try to bring us out to lunch or get lunch for the, for us, I'm, I'm just going to have to say no. And my boss was like, 
um, so do you, have you heard of this? Like, re- he like started naming restaurants. I'm like, don't talk to me at res- restaurants. I'm like, I have no opinions this weekend. We're not going to a restaurant. So I was like, couldn't think of Bosch on that. So I will say that's the only, at least drawback for me was I, I didn't really live, I didn't go out and socialize, which again, I'm fine. I'm an introvert. I don't mind staying in and having a very chill weekend, you know, getting a lot of work done, um, watching movies, like, you know, working out, doing my sauna. Like I, I love a self-care chill weekend like that, not, not drinking alcohol. I like having those weekends every once in a while. So it wasn't that, but that is something to consider, you know, if you have kids or if you have, like, if I had kids and I had kid food around, um, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of parents that feed their kids a lot of whole foods, but, you know, usually kids, there's also some, you know, some, some snacks and stuff around that would be very tempting. Like if there were like goldfish crackers around, I would want to eat those goldfish crackers. So that's, that's the one thing I will say is I, in my life, the life I live, I am able to be very selfish with my time and not, you know, I I was able to, to be very focused on accomplishing this nutrition goal and this little five day reset. So, so that's all of those factors and those conditions of kind of how I set forth this five days for myself that, that helped make it work for me. The other thing that I did that, you know, when, when you get this box, there's, they kind of have this like suggested way of spreading the food out. And for me, I did it a little bit differently because for me, like I know myself, I have to have something for like around the 8 p.m., eight between 8 and 9 p.m. Like I need that to be my biggest meal. And I, they don't recommend that, I'm sure. I'm sure I probably could have lost more weight uh, or lost even faster if I had spread out the food the way that they had suggested, which is eating, you know, you know, meals at like slightly, you know, earlier times. But, you know, what I did was I would, you know, I usually get up between like six and seven. And although then I, I was getting up even earlier, I did have a lot of energy. And I would take the nut bar. Now, I did drink black coffee. I'm not sure if you're supposed to drink black coffee, but I did have my black coffee with my collagen. Um, That was the one thing that I had that was like off plan, but it was black. I didn't have any cream or dairy. It's just collagen. So I'm like, okay, I think that's fine. So get up and have my collagen. I would pour that L drink into a big, huge cup. And I would basically take my nut bar which I think my nut bar was my least favorite thing that I ate out of all of the things I ate in the whole thing. Like I love my soups. I love the olives. The olives were so good. You know what I really loved is when I would get olives and the crackers in one in one little day and I could combine an olive with one of those kale crackers. Mm, that was delicious. I mean, sometimes I would dip the cracker in soup and that was also good, but my favorite was nibbling on an olive with a little piece of the cracker. Delicious. So, so, but what I would do is I would take the nut bar and I would spread out the nut bar 
into quarters. And I would basically, every time my stomach would start to growl, I'd have like a quarter of that nut bar and a lot of water and some tea. And, you know, tea, at least for me, it decreases my hunger. So the tea was helpful, you know, for that night, late night needing a little something, something, or, you know, if if I want to wait a little bit longer to eat my meal, my soup, I would drink some tea in between. So that worked for me. It's like spreading my nut bar out. And that would last me till about 3 p.m. Then I'd have like my first cup of soup, uh, like around that 4 p.m., maybe 5 p.m. time. And then I'd have, you know, and then I'd have like a little bite of the chocolate bar. And then I'd have like my cup of soup and olives or cup of soup and crackers later, like around 8 or 8.30 and that's kind of how I would spread things out. I would save, I'd be nibbling on my little chocolate square if I got it. Um, and, you know, I I I would just nibble on that for hours. <laughs> so I really spread things out. I mean, there was like one or two nights where I'd get to the end of the day and I, I, I wasn't even hungry for whatever reason, but I'd have like a soup and some crackers left and I would eat it. Um, but... I just think the way I spread it out, it kept my blood sugar fairly regulated. And, and again, I think, I think the fact that it was plant-based and had carbs in it, right? It was carbs that I was satisfied. I was way more satisfied than doing something that had all animal protein. And it enabled me to stick to this, this plan in a much, in a, in a perfect way that I was not able to do on other on other kind of little nutrition resets, if you will, that had animal protein in it. So that was a huge difference. And overall, I it, you know, it was not difficult. You know, it was definitely, again, going into the weekend, you know, having Friday night where I work a long day and I'm like, wow, I'm like, I... I'm not going to be having pizza or ice cream or anything delicious this weekend. It's it's a weird thing not looking forward to and planning out all this indulgent food I'm going to eat. And so it was more about, you know, focusing on how I felt because I really did feel very, like tons of energy. You know, I felt lighter. I just did feel lighter. I, my skin looked great. I had very, very clear skin. Um, and, and I did lose a lot of belly fat, you know, I lost between five to six pounds. So that was the, the end result. I wasn't looking to lose weight, but I was like, as I'm like, you know, looking at my body in the mirror and I'm like, at at the start of it, I'm like, maybe I'll see every little ounce of fat shredded off my body. (laughs) Like all the cellulite be gone. But, you know, I did, I will say you know, it didn't get every single little, you know, piece of cellulite off my body, but it did it. So there was a, a, a big reduction in fat. Like I could definitely tell my lower stomach where I carry a lot more fat and that has kind of been building up over the past couple months because uh, I've been eating a lot of like sweets and sugar and flour uh, I did see a, a big reduction in that love handle, kind of lower belly area. And so I was very, very pleased with that. And I can tell, you know, if you were do, to do this, you know, you're, it's supposed to add like two and a half years to your life. 
you know, reduction in belly fat. I also, you know, I was, I was feeling a little bit out of control after Europe, you know, getting back from Europe and just going crazy on sugar and carbs and, you know, just continuing it and seeing the scale kind of creeping up and, and, and we're going into the holidays. And I was like, okay, am I going to go into the holidays at my highest weight and continue to add from there? So I did like the fact that it gave me a nice reset before the holiday season. You know, I, I lowered my belly fat and overall fat, had great energy and good self-esteem for, for being able to stick with something that was good for my longevity and um, so, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's something that I would definitely do again. I want to try it with Chad. Chad was actually, I could not believe when my boyfriend was like, oh, maybe we can do it together next time. And I was like, what? I'm like, you want to do this? And I would love Chad to do it. I really would. Not not for the for like, oh, I want him to lose weight or anything. I just think for, again, cellular rejuvenation. I mean, this is a guy that's had cancer. It can't hurt for him to have cellular rejuvenation and cell turnover, right? And And to... You know, again, like he eats a lot of sugar and a lot of junk and, you know, or indulgent food, you know, Cheetos and shit like that. So I would love for him to take a break. And and if he's willing to do this three times a year with me, I mean, again, I'm not a doctor, but I can see how something like this could help keep, you know, cancer cells at bay, potentially. I mean, again, that's not something that Prolon says. That's not something that, you know, I don't think that they've done any clinical trials on that. But the reality is that, you know, there's a lot of science behind, you know, how cancer is attracted to sugar. I mean, that's how they often find cancer cells is, is through sugar, you know, putting sugar into the bloodstream. And, I would love Chad to have overall yearly annual reductions in his sugar intake. It's, you know, I think overall it could really do a lot of great things for him. So um, I want him around as long as possible. So I'm hoping that he's going to do it with me next time. And then that will be a very interesting episode reporting on on how Chad does. I would love us to do it together. So that's going to be the plan. Maybe after the new year, um, after I kind of, like, I don't want to do it while I'm trying to get our Boston business going. But um, but yeah, you know, I, I was very fearful that I would go back into this, like, binging state, but I didn't, you know, I went back into a healthy week. I went back into Monday, uh, and, you know, wanting to continue to eat with high nutrition. Um, but I, you know, and I, I, it was interesting. I had done a podcast on, you know, what happens when you do something restrictive, you know, do you go back and bounce back the opposite direction and just start, binging on candy or bit and I think that does happen with some people and I think especially if whatever you're doing you're highly unsatisfied on it but I think the combination of plant-based foods being able to spread out my food all throughout the day do it in a way that worked for me and and I actually enjoyed the food you know it's it's honestly like it wasn't that bad and I could see myself doing it again so 
So yeah, overall good results. Uh, so that is, those are my healthy habits of the week. For those of you that follow me on Instagram, I have been making sourdough again, and I did try a loaf with this sprouted spelt flour that I had wanted to try. And I started off, I tried to make a spelt starter that I wasn't sure how that would work. So this loaf I made today, last night, I actually used the sourdough starter and a lot of the, mostly the artisan flour that I, that I was using already for the sourdough. But then I put about a third of it, I put the sprouted spelt flour and it came out beautiful. And so I've been, I was craving, I saw this meal that this girl I follow healthy with Chelsea that I used to work with at Equinox, she had made, she would show this picture of this meal that her and her husband make sometimes. And it's, um, they do like a chicken sausage with scrambled eggs or egg and, you know, over sourdough. And they do some like other vegetables and all kinds of healthy stuff in it. But it looks so good. And I had been wanting to try that. I'd been wanting to make a sourdough loaf, have some buttered sourdough along with some eggs and some chicken sausage. And I've been making that this week. And so it's high protein, you know, sourdough is the healthier, healthier version of bread. And um, so that has been really delicious. And I still consider it, you know, a healthy habit because it's high protein, sourdough homemade bread. And, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm not having like the whole loaf of the bread. I'm having a slice or two with it. And so it's, it's a nice transition back into real food, you know, high protein. I am going back to some animal protein this, this week. I made some salmon. So I've been just doing a lot of like, you know, some protein shakes along with, you know, animal protein, like salmon. I've been doing like pea protein too. And so, um, you know, some Greek yogurt, so all that, all that good stuff. So this has been a good week of healthy habits, and I hope all of you have some healthy habits this week yourselves. All right, let's get into my tasty treat segment. So I wanted to recap my tequila sunrise weekend. Now I was very nervous and honestly not that excited going into this weekend or this past weekend. Um, as I had mentioned on my last episode of Craving More, uh, and for any of you that wants to listen to Craving More, you, you can subscribe through the link in my bio that gets you two additional episodes per month. Um, I have a Patreon now where there's three levels. Uh, so I put out two free episodes per month uh, that anyone can listen to. And then if you subscribe to Patreon, the first level is one extra episode per month. The second level of Craving More is two episodes uh, per month. And then I have a VIP level, which is extra personal, extra juicy content, and you get additional con premium content through that tier. So uh, if you want to hear last week's episode, I did talk about why I was going up to Flagstaff. It was for this really early drinking extravaganza for this football game, uh, this homecoming game for NAU. And Chad had wanted it kind of for his birthday celebration. 
And, you know, I hadn't drank and, you know, had any alcohol in two weeks. And you literally get up at like five in the morning to start drinking. So going off a very healthy two weeks into debauchery. And so uh, my friend Kate actually came up with me. And so I had a very healthy Friday. We drove up to Flagstaff together, which is about two and a half hours north. It's up in the mountains. And we were were stopping at this pizza place that she had been referred. And it was a real Italian place. And I was very, very excited. Um, and so we got there, had some pizza, had some wine. Uh, that was my first glass of wine and my first pizza in a while. And it was it was good. It wasn't as good as I had wanted it to be. The pizza could have been crispier, but um, the wine went down very nicely, let me tell you. And then I had some leftovers for the morning because I knew I'd want to coat, have a little something, something in my stomach before I start drinking. Well, I don't drink tequila. I drink vodka. But so we get up that morning. I have a little couple bites of my pizza uh, we get this, we go to this bar and we get this, we get a free breakfast burrito. Now I was looking forward to eating my breakfast burrito later, but for some reason, one of the guys in my group threw it away. I'm like, dude, like, why did you throw my breakfast burrito away? Like, I really wanted to eat that anyway. So we drank our little hearts out, danced our little booties off. I mean, having my friend Kate there, like, honestly, it, it really made the day so much more special. I mean, I love the whole crew we go up with. I love the girls that go. I love the guys that go. But I don't know. Having my friend Kay there, it just, you know, it was so fun. We had a great time. It was probably the best one I've been to so far. And we were starving after that. We were so hungry. There's no food. And we just had to get to this next. We went to take kind of a little nap. And then we went to this tailgate that was supposed to have food and more drinks. And the food was like these ribs. Ugh, I hate, I don't, I'm not a rib person. So they had these ribs with corn and pickles and some bread. So I ate, I ate as much of the rib as I could. I mean, I, I, I don't like fat and this was, these were very fatty. So I tried to like eat the meat that I could find around the fat and I ate, you know, some, some of the corn and the pickles were good, but it was not that filling. And I was craving pretzels with beer cheese. So I finally got some pretzels with beer cheese once the game was over. And I was, I was, I was so full so quickly, you know, I didn't really eat that much. I had, you know, maybe a, a quarter of that pretzel, a couple of fries with this, green chili poutine gravy on it that was actually really spicy and pretty good. Um, but I had like no protein. Well, I had a little bit of the rib, but anyway, it was, it was very random. I was so full by the time we were done eating the pretzel that I didn't really get a meal after that. I should have, I should have just ordered something and taken the leftovers home because I was starving that night. I was starving the next morning and, you know, we, we drove back from Flagstaff and I was starving the whole way. I, I don't know why I didn't stop for coffee and like a bagel sandwich or something, but I just wanted to get back, dropped everybody off. And I was like, okay, going to Dunkin', I'm going, not Dunkin' Donuts. I went to Starbucks. I needed something else, pumpkin and seasonal. So I got another one of those apple crisp oat milk shaken drinks, coffees, 
which I, again, I never get sugary coffee, but I'm like, tis the friggin' season. I'm either going to get a pumpkin latte or some kind of, so I ended up getting that apple oat milk drink and a pumpkin cheesecake muffin. That was really, really good. So that was a nice start to the day. And then I went to Trader Joe's and I ended up just stocking up for the week, but I got with healthy food, but I also got, I've been craving because the pizza that I had was not good and I've been missing pizza. I think that was what I missed the most doing prolon was pizza. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really just so obsessed with these deep fried crust pesto pizzas that Trader Joe's carries. If you have not had them, they are worth the calories. The texture of this crust, I am telling you, it gets so crispy and flaky. And if you like pesto, oh my God, these pizzas are to die for. So we ate those. Chad and I split some pizza and I ended up getting those ice cream sandwiches with the with the chocolate, um, uh, chocolate, what are they called? Chocolate little sprinkles, not sprinkles, but the, you know, oh, like not Hershey's kisses, but like the little chips. Yeah. The, the chocolate chips on the outside. Oh my God. Words are not coming to me today. But, uh, so I, I had like, I think I had two or three of those spread out throughout the day, plus the pizza, plus the pumpkin muffin. And then I realized that Chad was hiding candy from me. So now I should have just turned a blind eye and looked away, but I saw him carrying some delicious looking candy. And I'm like, where did you get that? And I realized he was hiding the Halloween candy from me. So I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, you're hiding the Halloween candy from me. And so apparently he hides food from me too, which is probably a good idea because I mean, I hide food from him. He hides food from me. (laughs) Neither one of us can be trusted around delicious, indulgent food, clearly. And honestly, it was good that he hid it from me because I did not want to eat Halloween candy, but I love candy. I love Halloween candy. And again, that was actually what I was nervous of before doing Prolon. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go, you know, go into from, you know, eating all these donuts, going right into Halloween candy, then into Thanksgiving. So so I did have some Halloween candy. You know, that Sunday was like a very like sugary, indulgent, carb-filled, pizza-filled, sugar-filled, all of it filled day. Um, and and then I did have a little bit of Halloween candy on Monday and Tuesday too. So, but not as much as I would have had. Like I did not go off the deep end. I could have just, I could have made myself sick. There was a huge amount of candy and I just had a few pieces each day. So I was, you know, I didn't want to completely undo everything I had done with Prolon, right? I was, it was like, it's like harm reduction, right? It's, it's, you know, you're, you have more control of your portions because you haven't had it for so long. I think you go either way. I think some people will be the type that haven't had it and just go off the deep end and binge. And then other people like me, I, w- I actually, you know, kind of like, ha- at least for this time, I was able to kind of reset and just make still let, you know, still have it because I do, I, I don't want to like cut out food groups at all for my, for my diet completely. Like I do want to have the cake and the cookies and the candies and stuff like that. I just want to do it in a controlled manner without letting it overtake all the other food groups. So, 
Um, so anyway, so I did have some, I didn't have as much as I might've had normally and, and it was good. And then, you know, I, I still ate with a ton of nutrition, got my superfood smoothies back in, had all the salmon and the protein shakes and all that good stuff. So I had a nice balance from going from the prolon into my tasty treats weekend, uh, and knowing that that Sunday I did want to, you know, indulge. Um, and I, I, I did quite a bit. So anyway, that is a very long description of my healthy habits and my tasty treats of the week. So I hope all of you are having some tasty treats this week yourselves. All right. And then I just wanted to do, instead of a a podcast review, I wanted to finish up that Blue Zone documentary on Netflix, you know, Live to 100 Secrets of the Blue Zones. And I wanted to do the Greece one because it's all about Ikaria. Now, I am very obsessed with this place. I really, really want to visit. And, you know, Greece is the home of the Mediterranean diet, known for olive oil, using olive oil over butter, um, sparingly using meat, tons of greens and vegetables. And it's, so this specific island, like there's lots of islands in Greece, but this one is known to have very, very low, you know, little dementia, low cases of dementia. And um, it's a very isolated island. And they they had to learn that this this population had to make a living on this very rocky soil. So they had to develop an ability to live off the land because they were, you know, cut off. And so through this ability to live off the land, they have become one of the healthiest communities on the planet. So it was showing this lady that was, you know, milling her own flour And, you know, the labor that goes into doing something like that, right, when you have to garden for your own vegetables and mill your own flour, I mean, that takes inertia, that takes energy, that takes just movement. So this Greek population had to figure out how to use plants around them for food, for medicine. They made herbal teas. And so it shows a lot of images of these these families and these people you know living off the land and gathering over these these dinners and you see this lady joke she's like wine is one of the is is the best one to drink daily uh and and basically saying that like wine is her tea i mean tea in general has a lot of benefits and you know they say things like rosemary and sage and all the healing herbs in these teas potentially help prevent dementia because they're very very anti-inflammatory um and and you know when you're using a lot of these natural uh, anti-inflammatory agents it leads to less neuroinflammation so they're using things like honey and and the, the they move their bees seasonally from the ocean to the mountains and they do feel like the the honey which is also a superfood contributes to the longevity you know they don't boil it they store it so it's not pasteurized it's raw honey which is absolutely just full of of nutrients and and all of these um really great healing 
um, you know, chemical profiles that you don't necessarily find in a lot of American food because all of our food is pasteurized uh, and filled with chemicals, quite frankly. So they show this gentleman who, you know, a 73-year-old lost the first wife. Um, you know, he'd seen her enter this church and it was this, you know, electric shock of love. And, um, oh, this, this, this was actually what this was, this section was about. So along with, you know, secrets of the blue zones, it's not just necessarily about nutrition, right? That's part of it. Part of it is these natural foods they eat off the land, a lot of vegetables, not a lot of processed foods, all that. But then they also talk about how love plays a part. And they showed the story of the 73-year-old man who had who had lost his first wife and then saw this other lady who was, you know, around his age come into this church and he just like fell in love with her at, you know, love at first sight. And he ended up making a meal for her and a picnic for her. He like went and sang to her and they just formed this really happy, compatible partnership. And it just showed, you know, this community and how they really invest in relationships and, and care for each other. And they've always shown that, right? Like that having a partner in life, having somebody that takes, you take care of each other, you support each other, having that love, that also leads to longevity. Um, so, you know, they're looking at all these different factors that that add to a, a person's overall happiness and longevity. And love is part of that. Then they talked about wine and about, you know, the god of wine was born. And and this community in Ikaria, they use the same ancient process and and same grapes uh that they've that they've always grown in this rich Mediterranean soil. You know, they don't use any chemicals and and they drink it while eating the Mediterranean food. And it just helps with the absorption of antioxidants. It's almost like drinking a supplement. And there's been over a hundred generations drinking and enjoying the same wine. It's stored in big clay vessels. You know, it's quite medicinal. It's full of potassium and minerals and iron. Uh, you know, and, and you look at the way they manually pick their grapes, you know, and, and they don't use machines. And how this whole ancient process was created before Christ, and they still do it the same way. They still store the wine the same way. They they honor and use these ancient processes because they, they work, and they've increased longevity and health for their entire population for all these years. It's just fascinating. Um, and, and so community and, and dance and, and joyful move, movement, it's this, it's all of those things, you know, kind of playing into, into the same thing. Now, towards the end of the documentary, they, they talked about how it's really sad because some of the blue zones are shrinking and this idea, like, can a blue zone be created? And there was a guy that they showed that had, he, he was, he was in Akaria. He was born there, but then he moved to the U.S. He makes a lot of money. He gets married. He buys a house. But at age 66, he developed terminal lung cancer. 
And the doctors were telling him that you'll probably be dead in six months. So he and his wife ended up moving back to Ikaria. And over that six months, he breathed the air, he drank the wine, he planted grapes, he reconnected with old friends he hadn't seen in a long time. You know, he he planted his own grapes on a property he bought and he, you know, he would said to his wife, he's like, look, I won't live to see these, but but my wife will. And and he ended up living, he's still alive, you know, over 35 years later, he's now 102. And he did not consciously do anything, but he just changed his environment and got back to this community where he was able to focus on all these different areas that improved his life. And and it's just fascinating that, you know, people can have this, what is considered in America, a terminal disease, and they move to this blue zone and suddenly from just utilizing natural modalities, he's cured of lung cancer. I mean, it seems like a miracle, but it's also, it's like getting back to nature, getting back to the simple, these simple ways of increasing health and happiness, you know, having community, having love, you know, you know, touching the soil, planting grapes, you know, drinking wine and, and having good conversation with old friends. I mean, you know, all of it. And, you know, when I think about all of the the ups and downs I've been through over the past couple years, and, you know, some of you have been through it with me listening along the journey. And, you know, I, having that, that where I almost lost everything, you know, two years ago with that court case and everything I went through, it's it made me realize that okay i need to really focus on the simple things in life that are giving me happiness and not put all my ego into this this career path that overall doesn't really matter and is not that important there's so many more important things in life and this documentary shows you know the people that are doing it right, the people that are living the best lives, that have good nutrition, that move their bodies, that are filled and surrounded by love and companionship and community. And that's what increases longevity because people have fulfilled lives. So it is interesting. And, and I can see how, you know, obviously like you know, prolon is this, you know, very systematic scientific way of getting these results. And, and I like a system like that. Um, I saw in some of these documentaries, you know, that some of these Greek ladies and Italian ladies in Sardinia were, you know, cooking with sourdough. I think that's why I'm like obsessed with making sourdough stuff right now. But, um, I did find some of those purple potatoes from Okinawa. Well, I don't know if they're from Okinawa. They were just called the purple potatoes at Trader Joe's. I did. I ended up giving them to my dogs because I overcooked them. But I'm going to go back and get some of those. And so I'll let you know how I end up preparing them and, and what they taste like. I mean, they basically just smelled like sweet potatoes. So I'm sure they're very similar. But anyway, I'm I'm kind of back into that whole wanting to consume as many nutrient dense things as I can along with trying to have some balance with all the delicious indulgence I like as well. 
So I do have some really good uh, episodes coming up. Uh, next week will be an episode of Craving More. There's a few Ozempic uh, and semaglutide episodes I want to kind of combine. So I think I'm going to be doing an episode uh, focused on some of those snippets from various podcasts I've been seeing dealing with the weight loss drugs that are not going away. They're the talk of the town. They continue to be. So I'm going to keep talking about them as well. Uh, If you want to support the show, please subscribe to Patreon. You can get there through the link in my bio on Instagram. You can get there in the show notes. You can search The Diet Obsessed on Patreon. Uh, And if you have any ideas, you can DM me. I love hearing from my listeners. You can follow me on Instagram at The Diet Obsessed Podcast. Uh, Please leave a rating or review for this episode or this podcast. It means the world to us uh, podcasters. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.